Welcome to the Fit for More podcast. I'm your host, Ben Reed. I'm a follower of Jesus, a pastor, husband, father, and fitness enthusiast. At Flight, we're passionate about two things, faith and fitness. More specifically, we wanna help connect those two areas in your life, helping you live a lifestyle of full health and wellness while strengthening and equipping you to be fit for more through topics on faith, fitness, wellness, nutrition, and more. What's up, Flight family? Welcome to the Fit for More podcast. My name is Ben Reed, and I'll be your host. This is season five, and in this season, we're doing a deep dive into idolatry, an issue that dominates the fitness industry. What are idols? Where do they come from, and how do we get rid of them? Thanks for listening in. Our hope and prayer is that you'd find this helpful, that throughout this season, you'd begin to take steps towards Jesus that you never thought you'd take as we work together to tear down the idols in our lives. Let's get going. Let me just start off this season by saying I recognize that it's a little weird maybe that, you know, we're a a fitness, a supplement company and we're talking about idolatry that might seem a little bit off base. But I actually, if you'll hang with us this season, I think that that this content has the potential to to really reshape how you view fitness, how you view health, how you view life uh, on earth right now and how you view it for eternity. So hang with us. I think that um, and my hope and my prayer is that we're tapping into something that is really going to um, affect every part of our lives. See, I, I grew up going to church like every week, multiple times a week. And idolatry was this thing that we talked about in church. And look, I, I <laughs> all of my thoughts of idolatry came from this one passage in the book of Exodus. Maybe you've heard of it before. And uh, Moses had gone up onto Mount Sinai. He had gotten the Ten Commandments. God wrote them with his finger on these stone tablets. And he was up on the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights. And the people that he was leading were down in the valley, and they began to grow, grow restless. Um, Moses hadn't told them how long he would be up on the mountain, when they should expect him to return. And they began to grow a little restless, a little impatient. And let me read this to you. This is what happened. This is Exodus 32, starting in verse 1. When the people saw that Moses was so long in coming down from the mountain, they gathered around Aaron and said, Come, make us gods who will go before us. As for this fellow Moses who brought us up out of Egypt, we don't know what's happened to him. Aaron answered them, Take off the gold earrings that your wives, your sons, and your daughters are wearing and bring them to me. So all the people took off the earrings and brought them to Aaron. He took what they handed him and made it into an idol cast in the shape of a calf, fashioning it with a tool. Then they said, these are your gods, Israel, who brought you up out of Egypt. So like for, you know, for me, a a kid who's trying to kind of process life and process what idolatry is, I hear this and I read this and I go, whew. I guess this is probably not something I'm going to struggle with because I don't have enough jewelry and I don't have enough rings or earrings or gold to melt down, to bow down to. And look, that's just weird, right? It's super strange. Um, I've never once bowed down to a golden calf. Probably you haven't either. So I think it's easy to, to read this or for me, like as a kid to hear this and go, oh, good. That idolatry is something that I'm not going to struggle with. And I didn't think that I struggled with idolatry until I started playing baseball played baseball all growing up. And I remember wanting this Easton bat. It was black and it was perfect. And I saved up my money uh, from like birthday and random times that I got some money. I earned some money and finally got enough to buy it. And I bought it. 
and I brought it into my room and I would look at it at night and uh, I would make sure that that bat was where I could always, always see it. Uh, I don't really know who does what the, that with a bat, um, but I did. And then I remember a couple of weeks after I'd had it, I looked at it and it had gotten a little dirty and I hadn't uh, hit home runs with every single time that I swung the bat. And I began to realize that it didn't bring me the pleasure and joy that I thought that it would. So that's what an idol is. Maybe, maybe my heart is more inclined towards idolatry than I thought even as a kid. So maybe you have that prized possession or maybe for you, it's something different. Let me ask you this question from the story that we read in Exodus. Why did the people create it? Why did they create that, um, that golden calf to bow down to you? Because yeah, they were waiting on Moses, but really they were waiting on God and God didn't show up for them quickly enough or in the way that they thought that he would. See, as soon as we start to put idolatry into that category where we're going, okay, where are the times in life that I thought God would or should have shown up for me and he didn't? Where are the times in life that um, I expected that that God was going to come through for me and he didn't? What are those times in our life? And as soon as we start to put idolatry into that category of, of times that we've been let down, Suddenly, uh, idolatry is something that, that we all battle against. So maybe for you, it is that prized possession and you lost it, or it didn't give you the joy that you thought it would. Maybe for you, it's something a little different. What is that thing that fills your time and distracts your heart? What takes up space in your heart that only God should fill? Later on in this season, we're going to talk about how to begin doing battle against those, but, uh, don't worry about those right now. I, I know, I know you're going, wait, 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 I want to do battle. But here's the truth. You can't fight against an unknown or an unnamed enemy. Here's the truth. We don't make idols out of terrible things. We don't. We make idols out of good things, out of things like our desires and our dreams, out of our bodies, out of our jobs, out of our grades, out of our houses. So how do you know something is, idol, is an idol? I mean, if we're going to identify it, we have to know what an idol is. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to ask yourself this question. What would I do or how would I feel if this thing that I'm anticipating might be an idol, what would I do or how would I feel if it were taken away? Like if in a moment I had it and then it was gone. The Bible says this, it says, the poor deluded fool, this is Isaiah 44, verse 20. It says, the poor deluded fool trusts something that can't help him at all, yet he cannot bring himself to ask, is this idol that I'm holding in my hand a lie? Is this idol that I'm holding in my hand a lie? In the fitness industry, we make idols out of our bodies or out of our PRs or out of our endurance or out of our abilities. And we think and we dream and we daydream and we, we ponder on it all day long. We go to bed thinking about it. Let me ask you that question that Isaiah asked. Is this idol that I'm, that I'm holding in my hand a lie? What's the lie you're believing? Maybe it's that this thing, this PR, this finally hitting this number on your deadlift or finally getting you this mile time will make you full and happy and fulfilled. And here's the, here's the, the trist to the twisted tricky thing about it. It does for a moment. It makes you feel like you're on top of the world, doesn't it? For a second, right? 
You're the top performer at your gym until that other person comes along. You're the healthiest person you know, and you find your joy and satisfaction and purpose and identity in that. And it gives you all of that until you have an accident. And, and suddenly, you're not the healthiest person that you know. So what's the lie that you're believing? What's the lie right now that you're looking at saying, this thing, this um, PR, this version of success, this baseball bat, uh, what's the lie that it's telling you that it's going to bring you fullness and purpose and meaning that it's going to fulfill all your heart's desires? That's the lie that it promises you. The question is, is the idol that you're holding, is it a lie? So all throughout this season, um, I'm going to remind us of these three steps because I don't want to to simply um, sit in our idolatry. I want us to grow uh, through it so that we don't continue to hold up these things in our lives and that, that are idols that grip the passions of our heart. I don't want us to continue to hold those up. So I've got three steps that I want us to take all throughout this, this season of the podcast that I think will help us not just um, see our idols, but actually begin to do battle against them. It's this. It's identify, confess, and replace. Identify. Identify the idol. Why are you drawn to that? What's the lie that it tells you? And what feeds this in your life? Second is confess. Confess to God. Confess to others. Ask for accountability. Ask others to help you see it before it becomes an issue. We're going to unpack that in future episodes. And then three, it's replace. We're going to talk about what it looks like to replace these idols with something, whether that's habits or whether that's things that begin to honor God in a way that that idol does not. So that's where we're going to be going this this season um, is identify, confess, and replace, and we'll do battle against these idols together. Thank you for joining us on the Fit for More podcast. Make sure to visit us at flightsport.com and connect with us on all social media platforms at FlightSport. That's F-L-Y-T-E-S-P-O-R-T. Looking forward to being with you again next episode.